Oh, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the 209 Till Infinity Podcast. CD Slap. Coming to you live from beautiful Series, California, home of the Infinity Studios. Get it, Savage. It's Monday morning, the pod is dropped. Cue up the new soap and the coffee pot. You know these cats got a lot to say. Savage O'Malley and Billy A. Yep. Hip hop life and movies too. Keeping up on the trends just like you. CD slaps hooked up with this funky beat. Oh, you know the boys, we love to eat. Grub it. It's all part of the show. We love to bring to your earbuds hell. We even sing. Mm-hmm. So sit back, relax, enjoy the show. And like Biggie said, now you know Do you need a break and escape just to ease your mind? Well look no further than your homies in the 209 Because it's time to lose all those blues that got you stressed out Give us one hour and you know we'll knock that mess out The best route is music, movies, laughter, and friends The conversation's starting, y'all jump on Come in on. And you know it won't stop, you know it don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, friend. The party don't stop, the party don't end. Now let's let the episode begin. What up, what up, what up, and uh, welcome to another episode of the 209 till infinity podcast. As always, if you don't know by now, you better ask somebody. It's your boy DJ Billy A, and across the way from me is my man, 50 grand, sitting in front of his microphone, and it ain't in his hand. But you know he's got the plan, and he's in demand, and he ain't no stand. Tell him who you am, my friend. Ain't nobody sav as me. I look so fresh and so clean. Woo! Ain't nobody sa- Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> You're not sorry. Stop. Uh, good day, uh, young lads and lasses. Tis I, uh, Minister of Love. <laughs> the Minister of Love, really? Uh, Snuggle Jennings. Yes. Uh, Minister of Love. It's all them lady friends are getting to your head now, I think. <laughs> the Minister of Love. I have spoken! Yes. Is that like the sequel to Flavor of Love? The te- the, the reality show of Flavor Flav? Or maybe. Next, season three is going to star Savage O'Malley as the Minister of Love. If this show, I'm watching that. Can we get that? Can we make that happen? I want if that. If this show podcast back. has told me anything, we yeah. will at least have 25 to 50 people paying attention. Absolutely, 100. <laughs> percent There's 50 people that will watch the Minister of Love for sure. Uh, what's going on? It's your boy Savage Omalai. Savage, that's what's up. Uh, what's going on, my guy? Oh man, here we are again, doing it and doing it big, my friend. Doing it and doing it and doing it well. As LL Cool J would say. And I man, I'm LL Cool J, the rapper, not the NCIS LA actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As Chris Rock would say when he's in that movie Top 5. I don't know if you've seen Top 5 with Chris Rock. He lists his top five rappers and then he goes, and my sixth man coming off the bench is LL Cool J. And everybody goes, what? Have you lost your mind? And he goes, before the show, before the show, before he has to like justify it. Yes, so I'm talking about LL Cool J pre-TV 
yeah, rapper LL Cool J. But the guy who could rhyme his ass off. That's not, the LL I'm not, talking about. Not the LL that was in the shark movie with Samuel L. Jackson. No, although I like that movie. Was it uh, yeah, Deep Blue? Deep Blue no, C. Deep Blue yes. C. And I bought, here's how big of an LL Cool J fan is. I went out and bought that soundtrack. And I think that soundtrack was absolute horseshit. But there was two new LL Cool J songs. The rest of it was absolute. And one of them was deepest, bluest, my hat is like a shark's fin. Deepest, bluest, my hat is like a shark's fin. It wasn't very good. But uh, I went out and bought it because that is a, how much of a massive LL Cool J fan as I am. But I actually dug that movie. And here we are again talking about a movie that's 20 some odd years old. But the thing I loved about that is they gave Sam Jackson, this is, that movie came out, Sam Jackson was a bona fide massive movie star. And at that moment, LL Cool J was in this movie, a lot of unknown actors. But Sam Jackson is in it, right? And there's these scientifically modified sharks that have gotten loose and they're taking over this scientific station that's out floating out in the middle of the ocean so they can watch these sharks. The sharks are loose and they're taking people out and killing them. Everyone's freaking out. And Sam Jackson, I don't know if you remember, I'm sure you saw it, it's been years. Sam Jackson goes, okay, everybody calm down. Look, we're gonna hold our shit together and this is what we're gonna do. I have a plan. So the first thing is, and then the shark jumps up and eats him. And that's it for Sam Jackson. He's in like the first 15 minutes of that movie and he's gone and I thought that was the most genius way to take out a massive movie star in a movie and be like, yeah, no, guess what people? He's not really in this. Yeah, he literally goes, no, listen people, calm down, okay? Here's what we do. First of all, Chomp, gone, end of Sam Jackson. I will always have a special spot in my heart for that movie just for that scene alone. But yes, he was in Deep Blue Sea. LL Cool J was. But hey, in a movie you've quoted, which is an excellent movie with one of the greatest actors of all time, Mr. Al Pacino, any given Sunday, LL Cool J and Jamie Foxx are in that one. Amazing film. Love that movie. 1999's hottest cinematic thriller, Deep Blue Sea. Yes. And I think they made like two like straight to video sequels that no one watched. Like a businessman sinks 200 million into a special project to help fight Alzheimer's disease. Mm -hmm. At a part of this project, medical biologist Susan McAllister rather naughtily figures out a way to genetically enlarge shark brains so that the disease battling enzymes can be harvested. However, the shark subjects become super smart yeah. and decide they don't like to be cooped up in pens and being stabbed with hypodermics. So they figure out the break out a way to break out and make for the open sea. Yeah. I like this. <laughs> um, as a part of this project, medical biologist Susan McAllister rather naughtily, naughtily, yeah. naughtily oh, she's the one figures out a way to genetically enlarge shark brains so disease battling enzymes can be harvested. Okay. However, sharks become super smart. Yeah, yeah. Because in the process of testing this, uh, you know, this uh, Alzheimer's medication on them, it, it actually makes them smarter. Like, not, not only do they not forget, they've become incredibly smart, much stronger, and will kill your ass. And they, of course, have to have this science lab on, uh, you know, floating out in the middle of the ocean because they're testing sharks. And of course, the water leaks in and the sharks get loose. But it's always that one scientist that is willing to do anything. Again, 
doing the right thing for all the wrong reasons. Like, I'm going to cure Alzheimer's and I don't care how many people these sharks eat, goddammit. I am going to be the person to cure Alzheimer's because my grandma died of Alzheimer's. And that's the whole gist of the movie is she's genetically enhancing these sharks. She knows what she's doing is wrong, but she's doing it because she, she for her own selfish goals of, you know, trying to make what's right what happened to her grandmother and everyone dies except, I think, LL Cool J and one other person in the movie. There's a great scene at the end where they, they're pretty sure they've killed all the sharks and LL Cool J and the guy, I forget who the other actor is, they're just beat to shit. Everything's on fire. Everything's blown up. And they're laying on the deck. And uh, they're like, fuck, I'm so glad that's over. And the one character that's sitting next to LL Cool J has his foot dangling in the water after everything they've just fucking been through. And it, he goes, fuck, I'm so glad those sharks are gone. Ella Kuluche looks at him and goes, you sure, man? And the guy pauses for a second and yanks his foot out the water real quick and credits roll, man. That's the end of, that's the, end of the movie. But I'm like, you're really laying there with your foot dangling in the water after two hours of being chased by man-eating sharks where LL is like fucking the voice of reason, thank God. He goes like, hey, man, you sure? You sure? And the guy goes, oh, shit, pulls his foot out real quick. Like, nope, I'm not sure. Why would I be sure? I just got attacked by really smart sharks with large brains for the last two and a half hours. Samuel L. Jackson. Uh-huh. Michael Rappaport. Uh-huh. Oh, that's right. Rap's in it. LL Cool J. Mm-hmm. Stellan Skarsgård. Yeah, good cat. I own it. I've got it on DVD somewhere. If you don't know who Stellan Skarsgård is, yeah. he is... Um, Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting and Thor. Yep. Uh, or the Marvel Universe now. Yeah, he's awesome. Uh, Saffron Burroughs was Dr. Susan McAllister. That's right. Yep. And the main character, top billing, Thomas Jane. That's right. Who played uh, a version of an early version of the Punisher. In he the played uh, prior to the uh, Netflix movie. The Punisher was an absolutely fantastic movie. I highly recommend that movie. If you've never seen That's it. That's the one. With if John you can Travolta watch it. The yes. yeah. If you can watch it and just not put yourself in a, Marvel comic book, right? Yes. This is he. It's just basically like he's playing mind games street with justice. the villains. Yeah, street justice. It's not like what I was waiting for when I initially watched it. Somebody bought it for me as a gift because they knew I liked comic books, and I used to read the Punisher comic book. And this one with Thomas Jane and with uh, John, John Travolta. Travolta is not like you know because the Punisher his he's left for dead. His his wife is killed. And he goes out exacting revenge. But this movie isn't a movie of like Thomas Jane just killing everyone and getting his revenge. And like he does it in a very calculated, smart way where he uh, he uses mental manipulation where he causes the bad guys to they, they start not trusting each other and they start infighting and they start taking each other out. And while they're doing that, he sneaks in and starts picking them off. But it's more of a, a like a smart like psychological thriller than just a mercenary for hire soldier who goes crazy and just starts killing people. And so because of that, the Thomas Jane version didn't get the credit it deserves. But that was actually a, a really, really good movie. And, you know, there's still people to this day that are like the Punisher's never gotten the cinematic treatment because there's three, three Punisher movies. And I don't feel like they truly, truly got it right until obviously Daredevil where you have the guy from The Walking Dead playing the Punisher. But Thomas Jane was the John closest. John Berenthal. John Berenthal. Thomas Jane's version was the closest, but it doesn't come close to John Berenthal. But they had uh, Dolph Lundgren played the Punisher first, then Thomas Jane, and then there was, I forget who was in the 
Punisher Warzone movie that tanked at the box office. But there was three movies that none of them did well. And it wasn't until John Barenthal that we got a Punisher that everybody really got behind. But, yo, what a what a rabbit hole, dude. I don't know how we got on Deep Blue Sea of Sam Jackson, LL Cool J. Started with LL Cool J. And, it, you know, the funny thing about LL Cool J in the Deep Blue Sea movie is he's a cook. He's the cook on the science ship. He's not like a soldier or a police officer or a security guard. He's the cook. And at one point, he has a pet bird that he loves. And the shark he eats his bird. And so when he takes out one of the sharks, his line before he kills the shark, you know, he has to have his one-liner. He just goes, you killed my bird. And boom, he blows the shark up. It's really bad. I own it on DVD somewhere. It's in my collection. Again, that shows you how big of an LL Cool J fan I am. I own that movie. And I think I have the Thomas Jane Punisher as well. Somewhere. The answer to your question is Ray Stevenson. Was the third Punisher in the in film the War Zone? Okay, yeah. One. And the critics hated that movie. That that they tried to do the opposite of the Thomas Jane. He does go through and just kill everybody, like headshots, lots of violence, tons of gore, guns, and they went too much the other way, where people were like, "Yo, this is gratuitous violence." We got five point nine. Uh huh. On out of ten, on the inner. other one, Punisher got a five point six. Thomas Jane. No, Thomas Jane got a six point five. So he's is the most highly rated. The Dolph Lundgren one is so corny; it's really bad. But that was like late eighties. Like, like that's just that's the era of cheese, man. Like, and Dolph Lundgren, God bless him. Thought he was great and Rocky and. Thought he was great in, uh, when he came back in Creed, but he's not the best actor in the world. So, And then there's, in 2012, I've, I never heard of this. Says there's a Punisher movie from 2012? Punisher, Dirty Laundry. Oh, i never heard of that. It's it Thomas a- Jane. Oh. He plays Frank Castle. He's in it. Ron Perlman's in it. Huh. It's rated 8.1. Out of 10. When did that happen? Who put it out? Does it give a, a, na- a name for the movie company that did it? Or? See production, box office, and company info. Uh, that did not go to the theater, so I can guarantee that. I am not a IMDP Pro member, so I don't can't. Uh, it's that. all good. So after the Punisher Warzone, Thomas Jane came back and played it again in 2012. And it's supposed to be good. Ron Perlman's a phenomenal actor. So, okay. Eight out of 10, 1.1 out of 10. All right. I got to look that up. I bet you that was like a straight to video or, or, you know, it probably didn't even make theaters because most people banked on it probably failing. So they're like, ah, we'll just put it out on video. The hardcore comic book fans will buy it and it'll make some money. But when they go straight to video, then they don't have to do commercials, bus ads, advertising is crazy expensive. So they probably did zero advertising and just banked on hardcore Marvel fans and hardcore Punisher fans picking it up to, to make up the cash revenue. And that's why you and I have never heard of it. Because well, in case you're curious, while filming their knife scene, fight knife fight scene, Thomas Jane accidentally stabbed Kevin Nash. Oh, shit. Oh, the wrestler Kevin Nash is in it? Kevin Nash accepted cold beers from the film crew as compensation. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. Sounds like a wrestler. I drink a beer. Mm-hmm. I drink another beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just so you know, uh, now that we're totally off the, uh, yeah. the off, reservation. Off the reservation. Yeah. Uh, while I was looking up IMDb for, to try to find out what year the uh, Punisher with Thomas Jane came out, I was scrolling through his... Um, 
um, through his, uh, what do you call that? His history or whatever. His, yeah, his film credits. His credits. Yeah. And I passed a movie in 2014 called Butt Whistle. <laughs> Butt Whistle? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. <laughs> he plays Grumsitch. Okay, in Butt Whistle. Good for yeah. him, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to say to that. Like, didn't see it. I'm going to go back to the 2012 Punisher pro- and try to find that and probably bypass butt whistle. I, I just don't foresee that. I, uh, I, I don't, I don't hey, want to uh, know what a butt whistle sounds like, and I don't really want to know how that works. So. Ogden Confer is a community college student living with his parents and dealing with the recent loss of his best pal, Rose, when he foils the suicide effort of a mysterious young lady, Beth, who proceeds to make him pay for not minding his own business. And so at some point inserts a butt whistle, I guess. Classic. I do. <laughs> Classic butt whistle maneuver, huh? I don't. Okay, man. Thomas Jane, there you have it, man. 2014. Hey, man, they must have fucking cut him a check because there is nobody I've even seen in any of this movie. That's well, it. I think after the Punisher stuff, I don't think the guy had much of a, I don't think his career was like really ramping up and doing anything crazy. At a certain point, those actors will take anything just to get a paycheck and put food on the table, man. I, well, he was in uh, Boogie Nights. He was in Thin Red Line. He was in The Mist. You're talking about all those movies are 20 years old, Savage. Like, what has he done? Like, butt whistle. Right? I mean, those are all pre-butt whistle. I'm pretty sure, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, Boogie Nights, Thin Red Line. Those are all great movies. They're all pre-butt whistle. I, I guarantee it, man. Like, his, you know, every every. He's in the world's biggest asshole. Oh, there. <laughs> and that asshole's gonna need a butt whistle. I'm sure of it. Yeah. It's gonna... <laughs> wow, this is a crazy rabbit hole we're going down. But man, my cheeks are from smiling. <laughs> but no, you know, it's just like with music. You get a run where you're where you're the top dog, and you have a hell of a run. You see it with actors, Jim Carrey, um, Adam Sandler. They have that run where they're on top, and everything they do is number one at the box office, and people can't wait to go see it. And then they make a few stinkers and a few clunkers, and all of a sudden, man, you're starring in the butt whistle. You know what I mean? Like, it's just it's just the nature of the beast, man. You only get to stay on top for so long. It really feels that way in entertainment because we're so focused on it. Like, it, with music and movies, we pay attention to that kind of shit. So when somebody has a dud, the world knows. Like, you and I fail at something. People aren't going to put us in the butt whistle movie because nobody knows about <laughs> you. If two or nine to hey. infinity podcast fails, we're not doing the butt whistle podcast next week. And I'm just well, if the, if the check's right, <laughs> well, right if they're paying, yeah. yeah. But we're doing this for free, so hey. that's what I'm saying. Hey, I'm just telling you right now. Yeah. If if, if I get that phone call, <laughs> Savage, I yeah. got a script for you. Yeah. Butt whistle too. <laughs> <laughs> you're a whistling motherfucker. Is that what you're talking? Hey, butt whistle! <laughs> hey, butt whistle too. The return of the rectum. Yeah, that's right. And then we'll follow it up with big giant asshole too. Yeah, we'll just we'll just mm-hmm. have we'll just be like Thomas Jane. Maybe I'll be Thomas Jane. Yeah, it'll be worth it. Welcome to the Two and I to Affinity Thomas Jane Careerography. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, if you if you're just tuning in, uh, we're going over two of Thomas Jane's classics: Big Giant Asshole and Butt Whistle. <laughs> Transition, please. 
We've uh, been talking for 15 minutes. I honestly don't know how the fuck we got there. Like, was, usually, like, I remember how we got down a rabbit hole. I don't remember. It was what. something to do Deep with LL Cool J. Deep Blue Sea. Right. I said something about NCIS and LL Cool he, J. Thomas Jane was in the main guy in Deep Blue Sea. Right. Yeah. But it all started with LL. And I don't know where LL, NCIS, and your mom loves that version, but you don't. And, uh, yeah, next thing we knew, it was giant assholes and butt whistles. <laughs> this is worse the, than, it, that, than the nut one. <laughs> God, you were a fucking child on that one, dude. This, this is worse, dude. Butt whistle and big giant asshole is way worse than, than just... Like, I was like, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. No, you know, we're a little juvenile sometimes. Nut, that's funny. Yeah. Bill was like, he, I just fuck, for whatever reason on that day, like, he just clicked his fucking high school juvenile button and it was like, he was done. It started with soup to nuts, man. And then we started talking about sweet nuts and candied nuts. And it was just like, I couldn't stop giggling. Like, right now, there's just something so damn funny about butt whistle. Like, I almost kind of want to watch that movie now just out of sheer morbid curiosity. But anyway, that's not what we really came here to talk about today. You and I watched a movie, my friend. Or is there anything that you wanted to get into before we before we talked about the Netflix movie, The Adam Project? Was I it am so? absolutely ready to move on. <laughs> okay, so, uh, boy, this was it's been a while now. I watched this movie when it first dropped. Uh, I want to say that was February. Was it March? January, March? I don't know. It feels like it's been forever since I watched The Adam Project because I watched it like the week it came out because I thought we were going to talk about it like the next week when we recorded. I said, man, just watch The Adam Project. It was really good. And you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get to it eventually. And then things got crazy. We talked about other things. We've recorded several episodes. And I had kind of written it off. Hadn't thought about the movie, hadn't discussed the movie. So it was released March 11th, so about two months ago, a little over two months ago. I watched it that week. It released on the 11th, I like watched it on the 13th. And then when we didn't talk about it, I kind of assumed we weren't. So when you were like, hey man, this week, let's talk about The Adam Project, I'm like, fuck, I'm letting Savage go first. Because uh, you watched it more recently than I. And uh, I can tell you this, I, I know I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is uh, an upper echelon, top tier movie star with that it factor that you and I have talked about several times. He's uh, not taking the phone call for Butt Whistle. No, he is not going to be in Butt Whistle 2. Negative. Or the big giant asshole. Not yet. He hasn't hit that moment in his career yet. Uh, yeah, Thomas Jane only wishes he had Ryan Reynolds' career. But he's got that it factor that you just like him. He's almost the same character in every movie. He's not doing much different in this movie than he does in Deadpool or Waiting or The Green Lantern. He's that guy. Just friends. You name any random Ryan Reynolds movie, he's pretty much just a different level of Deadpool in every movie he's in. Smartass, smarmy, uh, funny likable dude and he was no different in this movie hear me out i loved it i'd like to go one higher than that okay i don't think he's a certain version of deadpool in every movie okay i think he's a certain version of van wilder in every yes movie. that was the kind of the movie that put him on the map right yeah yeah okay 
I'll give you that, or I was going to say the dude from Waiting, the, the the waiter from Waiting. I don't know what movie was first. Van Wilder may have been before Waiting. Waiting was everything to me because I, I worked in the restaurant business for 20 plus years. Mm-hmm. So uh, when Waiting came out, I went to the theater to see that and was like, it was like watching, you know, obviously it was exaggerated and crazy and not anything remotely close to restaurants I worked in, but it still felt like I was seeing a representation of myself on the screen that I'd never seen before. So I loved that movie. It's not a great movie, but it is if you've been in the restaurant business. And But Ryan Reynolds was great in it. And it, he's usually great in almost anything he does. And uh, this movie was no exception. I, I, I love sci-fi. I love anything that has to do with time travel. Um, and this movie had that. Uh, I love the idea of meeting yourself, your, a younger version of yourself, and having to work with that younger version of yourself to save the day, which happens in this movie. Uh, and just all around, I, it was fun. It was really fun, really entertaining, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. But I'm going to defer to you because I watched this two months ago, and you watched it a lot sooner. Uh, you liked it. Was there anything you didn't like? How'd you feel? I did like it. I thought it yeah. was super entertaining. I thought it was funny. I thought it was – I mean, even if the script is not supposed to be funny, the script was supposed to be funny. Right. Um, but also with a with a with definitely some sense of uh, seriousness to it. Um, Ryan Reynolds in general is just funny the way he interacts and the things. Yeah. This is just his, his his mannerisms, the way he he delivers lines is just funny. Like because he's in you know like we just talked about a sarcastic asshole. He's a naturally funny guy. He's not a stand up, but. I feel like if he didn't get into acting, he'd have been a great stand-up comedian. He's got that kind of energy. It's just dry, you know, like, you know. Yes, I agree. Hey, here's an idea. How about you listen to what I said and go over there and buy the door? Yeah, 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 that kind of like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's one moment, and, and the kid, Walker Scoble, who plays the younger version of him, has Ryan Reynolds' mannerisms and attitude dialed in so well. Mm-hmm. The kid nailed it, because at one point, the kid says something really smart-ass, like, wow, you're really buff, and he's squeezing his arms, and then he goes, looks like I forgot leg day, though, or something like that. At, at one point, Ryan Reynolds says something like, oh my god, isn't he so sweet? Don't you just want to hold his head underwater until the bubbles stop? <laughs> like, and it's just such a great moment, and I love it because he's talking about himself. He can't even stand himself. Uh, but I like that uh, that premise of you know going back in time to try to right something that's wrong and fix something, and running into yourself. And he, they learned something in the process. The younger version of himself learned something. He learns something, and they're both better for it at the end of the day. It really isn't as important that they saved the world as that they learned something about themselves and about their relationships to their mother and their father. That was really the heartwarming main gist of the story is the little boy, right? The storyline, sir. Yeah, why don't you read that? Go uh, for it. Done. Adam Reed. Yes. Age 12. Still grieving his father's sudden death the year before walks into his garage one night to find a wounded pilot hiding there. The mysterious pilot turns out to be the older version of himself from the future, where time travel is in its infancy. 
Right. He has risked everything to come back on a, in time on a secret mission. Together, they must embark on an adventure into the past to find their father, set things right, and save the world. As the three work together, both young and grown Adam come to terms with the loss of their father and have a chance to heal the wounds that have shaped them. Yeah. Adding to the challenge of their mission, the two Adams discover that they really don't like each other much, and if they are to save the world, first they need to figure out how to get along. Yeah, and that's, and that's really the gist of the movie is them mending their relationships because i thought the, i thought for me the most beautiful moments in this movie were older adam trying to get younger adam to respect his mother like hey man quit being a douchebag to your mom she's going through this and this and this and you have no idea what it's like to deal with you on top of losing a husband and on top of still trying to work and trying to date and you need to cut her some slack man and he doesn't get it and then at the same time Ryan Reynolds is older and grown and forgotten how amazing his father was. And so the little boy's like, no, dad used to play catch with us every night after work. And he used to do this, A, B, C, and D. Dad's amazing. You've just forgotten. You've blocked it out because of the death. You've, you're, you're, you've, you've closed it off. So they both learn to appreciate their parent and uh, learn to love each other and grow from it. And I thought, that's your movie. Yes, they time travel to stop some horrible thing from happening and save the world. But really, it's about family and about relationships. And that was my favorite part of this movie. To me, uh, older older uh, Adam getting to play one last catch with his dad, throwing a baseball around, which is uh, harkens me back to uh, Field of Dreams. When he has a catch with his dad, there's just something I, who hasn't, I'm sure you did play catch with your dad. I mm -hmm. played catch with my father. Uh, I just, that's uh, so timeless and so iconic. Um, it, 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 that just struck, struck a chord with me. Like that was a moment for me. Like I just, it's powerful, man. And, and, it, and, and to be honest, it's a pretty impressive cast. Ryan Reynolds, Mark yep. Ruffalo, Jennifer Garner, Zoe Saldana, Crazy. Catherine Keener. Oh, yeah. Somewhere it says Christopher Lloyd on what I'm looking at, but I cannot remember for the life of me who the hell he was in that movie. I mean, Christopher Lloyd, you're talking about Back to the Future, man. I don't. Are you sure you aren't looking at Butt Whistle still? <laughs> the Adam Project, and it says Christopher Lloyd. Like, but I don't know who he was in the movie like I, I yeah maybe the internet movie database so it was uh very f I, I thought it was like bill talked about very entertaining in the sense of it's kind of two separate kind of uh storylines one's the time travel one's the uh emotional piece of trying to you know because 12 year old adam's kind of a dickhead and he's yes. mean to his mom. And yes. He's yes. kind of a shithead and he's struggling and, and she's giving him a break that he's an asshole because his dad just died. And so right. it, it's a weird kind of, a, uh, you know, thing they're trying to work through. And then here comes grown up uh, Ryan Reynolds, grown up Adam, who is, you know, a pilot and uh, has a wife and is buff and, and yeah confident yeah. and didn't you know and the other piece of this that we didn't really talk about or if you did i'd missed it but like he gets bullied a lot yeah so he's bullied yeah. and 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 that's a whole thing and and they're trying not to mess up the timeline by interacting and doing things he shouldn't then he ends up doing it a little bit and then the whole thing goes haywire anyway right you know and then mark ruffalo is the dad and he's like you shouldn't be here why are you here and like you know it was it's it, it's entertaining i definitely enjoyed it 
Um, it, it uh, I could tell you this got nominated for two awards. Oh, really? MTV Movie Awards. Okay, that's cool. That's all good to me. Got that's... nominated for Best Movie. Okay. And Best Team, Ryan Reynolds and Mark Walker Scoble. Well, that's, you know, those are the kind of awards that I pay more attention to, like the Billboard Movie Awards, the MTV Movie Awards, because they actually award movies that people watch. And that's not to say that people don't watch the more dramatic movies from the Oscars. I loved King Richard, and I thought Will Smith deserved to win, regardless of what happened with the slap. I thought that was a phenomenal movie. But overall, I feel like the popcorn movies, the fun movies, the sci-fi movies, the action movies, the comedies get overlooked. They're not easy to do either. I mean, they'll throw them a bone and give them like a cinematography or a special effects or best costume or wardrobe award, but they don't get best movie ever. Like, and, and you know, those are the ones that your average Joe Q moviegoer are going to watch because they just want to have a good time and, and escape from reality for a minute. A lot of those dramas don't do that. They, mm, they Joe keep... Q moviegoer. Mm -hmm. That's the one. But man, yeah, this movie was just a hell of a lot of fun, man. And if I had one gripe with it, I know that whenever there's a time travel movie, oh, Jennifer Garner was great. Mark Ruffalo were great as the mother and father. I think Jennifer Garner, I love the Marvel connections in this movie too. Jennifer Garner was Electra. You got Ryan Reynolds, who's Deadpool. You got the Hulk in there with Mark Ruffalo, you know, David Bruce Banner is the Hulk. So a serious Marvel connection running through. Zoe Saldana from Guardians of the Galaxy. And Zoe Saldana, who's from everything right now. I mean, we're getting ready to get another Avatar, Zoe Saldana. We're getting another Guardians of the Galaxy, Zoe Saldana. I'm pretty sure the Guardians are also going to be in Thor. So there's Zoe Saldana again. The rumor is they're going to make another Star Trek, Zoe Saldana. So she's wrote her ticket, man. She's, she's doing fine. Uh, but anyway, yeah, anytime there's a time travel movie, there's always this paradox where they can't change things too much because it'll mess up the future. But the, my one gripe was the whole reason they came back was to stop something from happening because the future's fucked up. So they're already kind of coming back to change things. The one moment I didn't like, um, and, and you may disagree with me, but the dad was like, no, don't tell me. Like somehow the dad knew he was going to die. He figured they were there. Obviously there must be some. And he's like, don't tell me. I don't want to know. I can't know. It'll mess things up. But so, okay, he's already come back in time, met his younger self, interacted with his mother, interacted with his father. They're going to stop the bad thing from happening that's going to fuck up the future and completely change the future anyway. So what's one more thing of telling the dad, hey man, on uh, June 12th at 10 a.m., don't get in your car and go for a ride because you're killed in a car accident, man. And we'd like you to be alive when we come back to our future. Like, what was one more a little little thing? Like, come on, man. Did, did the dad have to die? Like, you know, I don't know. But that was just, that was a very little gripe. I, I get why they did it. It made it more emotional. But I think it would have been cool to fast forward into a future where he had a father, you know, and the kid got to grow up with his dad and his mom didn't have to be a single mom and be stressed out and have to date all those assholes. Like a different universe? Like a multiverse, yes. Mm. Yes. I, that's just the one thing. Once you've gone back in time and done all the things they did, you've changed the future. If it's so detrimental and so crazy and could fuck everything up, I don't think one more little thing saving his dad from dying is going to fuck it up any worse than it already was. I mean, they already had him meeting himself as his younger self. They already had the uh, Catherine Keener character 
uh, her evil older self is interacting with her little bit less evil younger self. So, I mean, they're already all over the place fucking with the timeline. So, save the dad. That was probably my one gripe with the movie is let the dad live. Let the Hulk live. Give it up for Mark Ruffalo, ladies and gentlemen. He's great. Seems like a great guy. Let him live. But other than that, man, a lot of fun, funny, good special effects, good action. I'm I'm always on board for a time travel movie. I'm a big fan since Back to the Future and you name it. Even the episodes of Star Trek from back in the day that my mom would watch where they time travel. Always, always a fan of it, man. And always on board for it and there for it. And and Ryan Reynolds kills it like he always does. Hey, even that. Did you ever watch Red Notice with The Rock and Ryan Reynolds? I didn't. That movie's stupid. Dumb. <laughs> but Ryan Reynolds and, and The Rock ooze such star quality and have such chemistry. And have the, the two of those dudes on the screen together have so much it factor going on that you can't help but smile. And they know the movie's stupid. So there's a lot of like wink, wink and nod, nod the whole time because they know it's dumb and they're just having fun with it. You put any two other actors in that movie and it probably would have been a total dumpster fire shit show. But those two guys in it have such star quality that it's amazing. And Ryan Reynolds, man, and The Rock. And it's and Gal Gadot, I mean, yeah. I mean, those three carried it. But it's a dumb plot, super unbelievable, super corny. But they make it work, man, and it's it's all a big part of that is Ryan Reynolds' his star quality, man. You just you just buy it. I'd I'd recommend Red Notice, despite all the negative things I just said. It's a fun watch. I I, I enjoyed it. Hey, do either of you know anything about quantum physics? <laughs> nope. Oh, gosh, classic, man. But yeah, dude, I uh, I. I hope Netflix can put some more movies out like this down the pipe. Cause like we were saying, man, they've got to do something. It's gotta be fun. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like I, I probably, I won't watch Adam product again, but like yeah, yeah, very no. few movies I do watch mold. I would watch a sequel. If they did another one, I'd definitely watch it. I, I think- Speaking of sequels, sir, let me yes. ask you this. Yeah. There is a, uh, there is a but theory too. Yeah. There's a theory. <laughs> there's a theory. Clifford nine. No, Clifford Nine already happened. Oh shit, that's right. I'm behind. There's a theory uh-huh. that this is the sequel to Thirteen Going on Thirty. Ah, Jennifer Garner and Mark Ruffalo. That's right. Get together. God, I love, dude. That was such a chick flick. I've forgotten about that movie. Yeah, but yes, could be, could be in a in a weird roundabout way in a strange world. Thirteen Going on Thirty. It's so it's already a sequel. So what you're saying is the Adam Project is already a sequel. What were their names in 13 going on 30? If it was the same names, that would be crazy. I don't know. I don't remember. It's been so long. That's one of those movies, you know, the wife had to watch. And I, so I watched it, but kind of begrudgingly. It wasn't one that I volunteered for. You know what I mean? Well, sometimes you got to, hey, sometimes you got to throw on the notebook. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you got to throw on failure to launch. Yes. Or 13 going on 30. So yeah, but uh, that was one of those movies where it was like, that was the blockbuster Friday night. Okay. I cave, you know. But, you know, we're no longer married now, so that (laughs) that might have said something. And here we go. Yeah, there we are. But no, man, overall, loved the movie. Uh, Can't wait to see. 
when Netflix originally had like a big promotion where they showed clips for all the movies they got coming down the pipe and the Adam Project was one of them. There was also movies with like Eddie Murphy and Ben Stiller and Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler's got one coming out where he's a basketball coach that looks phenomenal. And the movie with Eddie Murphy, I believe it has Seth Rogen. No, no, not Seth Rogen, Jonah Hill. That one also looked really funny as well. So I think Netflix has got some stuff coming down the pipe. They just need to, to hurry it up a little bit because it's been a hot minute. But I'm, I'm definitely ready for, especially Eddie Murphy, because Eddie took such a long time off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really uh, loved Dolomite is My Name. Did not love coming to part two America very much. It was okay. It was super okay, as you and I stated in our review on the 209 to Infinity podcast. But he's due for something like real funny because Dolomite was funny, but it was also a true story. So there were some serious moments. It was really good. But I'm all up to see Jonah Hill and Eddie Murphy together. I think that's a crazy combination. Uh, and I'm down. And Adam Sandler is a massive basketball fan. He constantly plays ball. So I think this may be the first really good Adam Sandler Netflix movie. And I think that's coming out soon. I don't remember the name of it, but he plays a basketball coach. I mean, there's video Adam Sandler like playing basketball with like NBA stars, mm-hmm. like, doing like running court and and holding his own. Like obviously not dominating, but he he can ball. He can play. He's got some he's got some decent skills. Like and he loves the game and he has a passion for the game because. Really, since Sandler retired to Netflix and he's just doing movies for Netflix, other than his stand-up comedy special, Certified Fresh, he hasn't done anything that's like where I I watched it once and was like, eh, all right, I guess, you know, next, what's next? Like, he hasn't done anything that I was like blown away by, like, or had to watch again or thought was like absolutely hilarious, so... I don't care if this one's funny. I just want it to be good. If he's a basketball coach and he's mentoring a young player and helping him come up, I just want it to be a good basketball movie. I don't need it to be hilarious. I don't need Adam Sandler to be like, you know, doing his fucking Billy Shampoo is better. Yeah, you know, I don't need the like gibberish Adam Sandler or the silly Adam Sandler. I just need a good basketball movie. I'm, I'm, let's go, man. I'm ready for that. Let's bring that shit on, baby. I think I sent you the trailer. It was, It looks good. Um, did you ever watch that Ben Affleck basketball coach movie? Ben Affleck. Yes, I did. I did. He's an alcoholic. Yeah, and... I forget what it was called, but it looked really good. I just never got it. To was it was good. I, I actually got, it was one of the last movies I redboxed. I got it from Redbox and brought it home and watched it. That was a long time ago. But yeah, he's a, he's a basketball, he was a former high school star basketball player. Uh, and I forget exactly what happened. Something happens. Uh, after high school, I think he has an injury or something and doesn't able to carry it on into the college level. Um, but he was phenomenal basketball player. And then later on, he gets married. They have a kid. I think the kid dies. Marriage is failing. He's an alcoholic and somehow gets, but somehow gets drugged back into being a coach. And it's him trying to wrestle with his own problems while at the same time help these kids. There's a little bit of a darker movie, but it was a good movie. Like I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I can't remember the name of that now, but no, that was a good movie. Yeah. Um, also, I was going to tell you that um, the um, the movie we talked about, uh, oh gosh, I'm blanking out now. Look what you did to me. My bad. I saw that butt whistle talk. Uh, it'll get you every time, bro. <laughs> yes, it will. Yes, uh, it will. Did you know there's a, a Disney Plus is making a animated Spider-Man show? No. No, I did not. 
Yeah, it's called um, something like the freshman year or something. It's supposed okay. to be before all of the uh, all of the. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Oh yeah, Spider-Man Freshman Year will be a Disney Plus animated series that serves as a prequel to Spider-Man: Homecoming, Far From Home, and No Way Home. As expected, it's already generating plenty of MCU interest. Um, it opens the door for more Spidey Spidey theatrical sequels. I'm optimistic this prequel means we will see the continue of Peter's story in live action. Uh, so interesting that. yeah because no that makes sense because um they threw us in with with tom holland they threw us into spider-man's world like they bypassed his origin story because we all know the spider-man origin story we know he was bit by a spider and trying to wrestle with his powers and then his uncle was killed and with great power comes great responsibility they threw us right in he was already spider-man and uncle ben was dead and he was going so, and we do, we jump in, I believe Spider-Man Homecoming is his sophomore year because it's sophomore year, junior year. Yeah. the no way home, they're seniors graduating and getting ready to go to college. So that's genius. There's a whole year of Spider-Man that we didn't get. Is Tom Holland going to do the voice? Does it say? It doesn't say. Uh, I bet you, I wouldn't, I would be shocked if they didn't get him to do the voice, but I know that he's kind of wavering on whether he wants to do any more Spider-Man. He kind of wants to do different things. But Sony and Marvel don't want that. But that's a genius idea. In an animated series, would be brilliant, man, because there's so many different angles they could go with that. And that's great because did you hear that uh, they've bumped uh, into the into the Spider Verse two and three? You know, there are going to be two more of those movies. We were supposed to get one this year, and then one in 2020. The second part of it, or the third part in 2023. They're now bumping. Uh, it was supposed to be this October for across the. The multiverse is now 2023, and then the third part's 2024. I don't know what happened. I didn't hear why, but those two movies have both been bumped a year, each of them a year. And we were watching the trailer in the theater for other movies. They had the trailer already going. Right. Nah, now it's 2023 for that one and 2024 for the next one. So, Can I tell you uh, a little bit of exciting news? Yes, please. As we know... Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes. Uh, so here's the deal. This episode is dropping uh-huh. May 30th, which means last Friday was Obi-Wan Kenobi. Right, correct. So which we'll, means next week we'll be digging we'll into be that. digging into that. Do you know what else drops this weekend? June 3rd. Um, is it Thor? Love and Thunder? It is not. No, what? I don't know. June 3rd, 2022. Uh-huh. Season 3 of The Boys premieres. Oh shit. Ah, God, it's been so long I forgot. Season 3 will premiere on June 3rd, 2022 with 3 episodes and then follow with a weekly release schedule until nice. the finale. Nice. And we're getting 2 of Obi-Wan right out the gate in order to apologize for the delay on that. Everything's delayed now. Uh and did you hear they draw I haven't watched it, but a new trailer finally for The Orville dropped. On Hulu. On Hulu. They dropped a trailer, which I have not seen, but we have been, I have been waiting. It's been at least two years since we got, I know it, it's, I know sometimes my timelines and my time frames get messed up, but it has to be two years since the Orville because I've lived in Ione for two years and I haven't watched an episode of the Orville since I lived in Sutter Creek. So I, I have not watched the trailer yet, but it doesn't matter. That trailer could look like total garbage. I'm watching the show. I loved the Orville. I loved the cast. They made me laugh. It was sci-fi. It was touching. It was funny. It was everything I love, man. And I've been like, where the fuck is this show? Went from Fox to Hulu. And then we hit COVID. 
and it just disappeared. So, and I've been meaning to go back and watch the trailer and I haven't gotten around to it, but I am so excited for that. It's like Star Trek, but funny, man. Like, and I just love that shit. The fact the ship's called the Orville is hilarious, man. I just love it, dude. And I can't wait. So, man, between that and a new Spider-Man show and all this other stuff. The Orville, New Horizons. Right. Arrives. Uh Uh-huh. June 2nd. Fuck yes. Let's go, baby. So you've got Mm Obi-Wan. The Orville. Yeah. The Boys. Yes. All within a week of each other. Wow, that's going to be a lot for you guys to talk about, right? It's a lot to unpack. Mm -hmm. I don't don't know if we're going to be able to handle it. And (laughs) I don't want to jump the gun. I don't know if it's going to actually get released. But I did hear Butt Whistle 3. Just do we have to watch one and two yeah. in order to review three? Yeah. I don't know if I can make it, man. Yeah. I don't know if I can do three butt whistles. I don't know whistles. if you have enough time, bro. If I could hit a third butt whistle. <laughs> That's, dude, I might have to look that movie up. I don't. I wouldn't pay for it, but I'm sure as curious as hell as to what. Let me just tell you this, I man. I learned a lot of things yeah. from my dad. He was, a, he was a wise, funny guy. Right. Full of personality and character. And one of the things that he always said that I always remembered was, don't ever go for the third butt whistle. <laughs> genius. Yeah. Absolutely. He knew genius. his stuff. Yeah, yeah. He knew he his did. stuff. He did. How he knew that, I don't want to know. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but what we did learn is there's another Thomas Jane Punisher movie with good rating. And oh, I'm, a very high yeah, rating. Yeah, 8.1 is pretty darn and good. And I'm ashamed that I never heard of it because I enjoyed the first one and I will be looking for that. And that, the thing is, you know what's going to happen is that's not going to be available anywhere. It's not going to be available to stream, to buy, to rent. <laughs> but I'm really curious because it's, it sounds like it has a great cast on top of everything else. So I'm like, I'm on board, man. And uh, a little disappointed in myself that I didn't even know that it existed. So, yeah, I'm going to be all over looking for that when I get home today, man. I could like Thomas Jane Punisher sequel 2014. Like, where the fuck have I been, man? That's what ridiculous. did I say? It was taking the trash out or trash day or something. Is that the title of it? Taking taking the trash out? Something like that. (laughs) The Punisher 2 trash day. (laughs) (laughs) Punisher 2 taking the trash out. No. (laughs) The Punisher 2. Sorry, honey. I'll take the trash out. Like, what? what? I don't know. I don't remember what you said the title was. As long as it ain't Punisher 2 butt whistle, I'm, I'm good. As long as we can avoid that, man, because I don't, I, I don't think my cheeks can handle any more laughter from the butt whistle jokes. Mm, uh, it's too much, man. But now, yeah. now, now you got me messed up. There we go. Find that shit, Savage. You're the computer guy. I sit you're back, the- relax, and with the zigzags in his bag and his weed. That's the- right. You're the guy in the chair, dude. Make it happen. There we go. That's the that's the page I was on. All right. Well, sir, that is called Thomas Jane. The Punisher, uh, semicolon. Trash day. Dirty laundry. Oh, dirty laundry. Close. You're pretty close, man. Trash day, dirty laundry. I could give you that. I could give I you I don't that. know where I can find it, though. I don't see it anywhere. Like, It's probably like only on Yeah, like, because that's Laser insane. Disc. Because the Punisher with John Travolta, the first one he did, was 2004. So you're talking about uh, 10 years later, man. Eight <laughs> years, yeah. 2012. Oh, it was 2012. I thought it was 2014. Excuse me. Okay, I get what you're saying. All right, yeah. Frank Castle, a.k.a. The Punisher, wakes up in a rundown neighborhood, leaves his van to do his laundry. On his way to the laundromat, he witnesses a gang led by Goldtooth assaulting a group of prostitutes 
but minds his own business. But when the gang mungs a boy named Deshaun, Frank goes to a convenience store to buy a bottle of Jack Daniels and uses it to club the thugs to death before crippling Goldtooth, pouring whiskey on him for one of the prostitutes to set the gang leader on fire. So this says The Punisher 2, why the sequel never got... So maybe it, it was something that was supposed to happen. Because sometimes they'll do that if they plan to make a movie. and they. But you said it was reviewed on... Because this says The Punisher 2, why the sequel never got made. I'm looking at it right now. IMDb uh, rating. Okay, it's got an IMDb. So yeah, I don't know. But anyway, man. Maybe I'm, it's not that. Or maybe it's not a thing. Maybe it's not. I'll look. We'll, we'll, we'll look for it, man. Well, 10,000 people saw it. 10,000 people watched the movie or that reviewed it. Yeah, because I'm looking at Thomas Jane's like action movie starring Thomas Jane and it's not coming up like in any of his. I don't know. But, anyways, man, we'll have to look for it. Probably not something we should be doing now while we're recording. No, we're doing this very invigorating. Yeah. Yeah. This doesn't make for for exciting episode of the uh, podcast but yeah i'm definitely intrigued and if there is another one out there i want to see it because uh i was a fan of his first one and i think it's highly 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 underrated uh so yeah if it exists i want to watch it but uh, uh the fact that i i've never even heard of it leads me to believe that maybe it's one of those like rumored like they planned to do it and it never happened and maybe those are people because you know just yeah you know, maybe it's just a short or something right yeah, because, uh, you know, a lot of times, just because you see it on the internet. Oh, look, Thomas Jane, The Punisher short, Dirty Laundry. So, yeah, that's what it is. 2012 short drama, 10 minutes. There you go. That's what it is. So they well, did it. Another... rates out well, bro. Yeah, they loved it. Trailers and clips, cast. So, yeah. Oh, look, they're showing a side-by-side with him and uh, Barenthal. Because uh-huh. apparently Barenthal praised the short. So, you know, they'll do that a lot of times. They'll create a short hoping to create buzz and create interest and get somebody that will want to finance the whole movie. That's what they did with Deadpool. Deadpool was dead in the water, and Ryan Reynolds funded a, a, a trailer that was so phenomenal and then just kind of put it out there that the once, once the fans went nuts over it and went ballistic for it, the the movie companies had no choice but to make a Deadpool flick because he funded this, put this trailer out that people loved and appreciated and adored so much. It got so much hit, so much hype, so many people watched it, so many people shared it that uh, the movie companies were like, yo, this is gold. What the fuck are we doing? Why are we not making this movie? So yes, it can happen, man. And I, I, I bet you that's what they were trying to do. And if it's just a short and only 10 minutes long, there's a good chance you could probably find it on YouTube or something like that. Or find it somewhere on the internet. But yeah, that's probably not one you'd be able to watch on Netflix or stream anywhere for money or, or purchase. It's just going to be something we'll, you'll have to find out there in the wide, world wide web. But uh, yeah, man, uh, I, I still want to see it. 10 minutes or not, I'm down. So I'm up for that. Uh, let's see what else did we talk about today. I loved, uh, you and I both enjoyed uh, The Adam Project. Thought it was great. If you haven't seen The Adam Project, go to Netflix, check it out. Uh, also, if you have not seen Giant Asshole or The Butt Whistle, don't. I, I can't recommend them because I've never seen them and they're probably horrible. So I'd stay steer clear of those. Uh, but what else did we talk about? Deep Blue Sea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Deep Blue Sea was fun. I enjoyed that movie. I own it. Just come to my house. I have the DVD. I'll dig it out for you and you can borrow it anytime. Be happy to do it. Anything on your end, Savage, you want to follow up with? 
Uh, I think I've covered enough movies for the last yeah. 24 hours. Yeah, yeah, and it's you and I, man, going down this rabbit hole. I don't know how it happens, man, but somewhere between LL Cool J and NCIS, we went on a Thomas Jane tangent, which became Butt Whistle, which became too many things to even mention or talk about. But yeah, man, uh, yeah, man, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, thoroughly enjoyed the Adam Project, and it's definitely worth a watch, and I hope this is just a... Uh, a precursor for what Netflix has to come. I hope they got a lot more movies like this coming down the pipe because I'm on board, man, and I'm already paying for it. So give me something to watch, Netflix, other than Cobra Kai, which is kind of all I'm waiting on right now. Anything else from your end, Saf? Shut it down. Shut it down. In the immortal words of my man, George Clinton, anything good is nasty, but it ain't good unless you play with it. So go out there and have some fun, my people. And until the next time, I will see you in the 209. What whistle? <laughs> Hey, <laughs> <laughs>